The whole universe was in a hot, dense state nearly 13 billion years ago. Expansion started, wait. I used to spend hours on my terrace looking at stars in the night. And even as a child, I used to have these crazy questions that used to bug me. And I just loved sort of jumping and diving into these questions and trying to make sense of them. But um, I now live in a house that doesn't really have a terrace and it's a real bummer because I have to look out of my balcony to look at the stars. Even then, of course, the city, li city lights usually dim it and there's a lot of light pollution. But today I saw Jupiter and it was just so bright and it's a pretty clear sky today. And it, just, it was just reminding me of some of the questions I used to ask um, when I first got interested in astrophysics and cosmology. And one of the things that didn't make sense to me was this question. Why does anything exist? I wonder if you've thought about it. I don't know. But if you sort of zoom out of your life and then you zoom out of the solar system and, you know, you zoom out a lot and you sort of picture the universe, you realize there is no compelling cause. There is no mandatory reason that the universe should exist. Why does anything exist? Why is space not the norm? Why is nothingness not the norm? Why is it that these complex uh, structures are actually formed? You know, are there realities out there in which nothing exists? What is it that compels existence to become real? You know what I'm saying? And I think when you think about it, it's just almost circular logic. There's no way to go about answering this question. I mean, please do let me know if you feel there is a logical way to go about answering this question. Uh, but it, it's sort of redundant. So physicists ignore it for the most part, even though uh, these days we are getting closer and closer to trying to answer it. Stephen Hawking went to, was very intimate with these kind of questions and he explored um, a lot of such queries in his books. Uh, I totally recommend the book called The Theory of Everything. If you've not read it, you really should. And um, so while I am thinking about this, I then say, well, okay, um, why is it that uh, consciousness is so different? It's so, it seems rare. I mean, most of the things we see around us are inanimate. Therefore, we assume that the majority of everything in the universe is not conscious. Consciousness is a very, very rare violation, if you will, of entropy itself. Why? Because just the fact that you exist, that you're listening to a podcast and the sounds are entering your ear and a complex sensation of hearing happens in your brain, it's crazy because entropy tends towards disorderliness. You, on the other hand, you are an example for organized structure, right? Get what I'm saying? Therefore, you violate the very basic nature of the universe. Time is tending towards increasing entropy. You, on the other hand, you are a temporary 
rebel against all of this and yes you will die and that is sort of the dissipation of life um, but it also ensures more procreation but the point is life somehow is going against the flow of the universe that makes you think i mean wow so first of all we don't even know why anything exists you know in fact i was um, watching a video by uh, roger penrose and he talks about the probability of the universe coming into existence and it's something like one one in um one in a googleplex or something like that that's an insanely small number one in a googleplex you should know is like one divided by 10 to the power of 10 to the power of 100 or something and that's it's a very very small number therefore the probabilities of you existing think about how minute that is right but i think exploring these questions might seem useless to most people but it offers so much perspective first of all it tells you that your ability to grasp reality is so limited it's limited by the way your brain is designed it's limited by your sense organs because you can only try to describe what you sense have you realized how hard it is for you to imagine a new sense organ you know if you've not done this exercise before you really should try to picture an alien planet um, and let's say you are god and try to put these little creatures on the planet and try to make up your own sense organs for example here on earth we have the sense of touch we have the sense of vision try to make up a new sense that you would put into these little creatures if you were to create them and this exercise really shows you how dependent we are and how confined we are by um uh, by our sense organs and the way when i was talking about the structure of our brain being a confinement i say that because your brain has evolved for millions of years and it was it was primarily evolved in order to survive and to procreate in the best way possible therefore your brain is sort of designed for stuff like reproductive efficiency survival efficiency and you being a human in all your absurdities you're using that ancient brain to try to figure out what black holes do to try to figure out why supernova explosions happen and then you are using that ancient brain to question your own existence so i think really thinking about this these kind of questions um allows you to embrace uh, your own minusculity i mean uh, you know on some nights when i look up at the stars i can almost make myself negligible you know the way you would make um, a variable in an equation negligible you sometimes if it is small enough you can just ignore it and i realize if i just disappeared not much would change and that brings a whole lot of humility to your everyday living and as distant as distant and inaccessible as these answers may seem they are very intricately and closely connected with who you are right now with the fact that you're breathing with the fact that you're listening to this with the fact that you are conscious and it all interrelates so never ignore these questions that come to you and ponder about them 
ponder and you will see how much you will um you know increase your wonder for the universe and there is this quote by rumi i really like i think i've mentioned it before trade your cleverness for bewilderment and i think that is something really essential especially today where it's so easy to get lost in our phones and in our own little lives we forget the big picture so i'm signing off and anyway uh, the whole point of this talk was to sort of just um remind you that the big picture exists and maybe you should connect with it tonight bye bye